Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glow Getters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Am I excited for today's show? You bet your kick-ass I am. First off, I'd like to just raise the point that it's been Rail Safety Week here, all week, and the message to each and everyone being Rail Safety Week is an annual community awareness week held in Australia and New Zealand designed to engage the community in safe rail practices Now, ongoing commuter safety relies on those interacting with the rail environment, both pedestrians and commuters, to play an active role in rail safety. In particular, to be aware of their surroundings, viewing and listening to smart devices is a social norm which may contribute to commuter distraction and complacency. So this year, Rail Safety Week reinforces to the community specific actions required to stay safe around rail. So the message is stand back, look up, stay rail safe. And these rail safety messages remain relevant all year round, regardless of it just being Rail Safety Week this week. So there's a couple of tips like a moment of distraction can change your life forever. And then unsafe actions around trains and trams can affect a rail worker's life forever. And a person is killed or injured on the Australian rail network every 2.5 days. So stand back, look up and stay rail safe. Now, today on the show, we are going to get a good hit of inspiration. We are talking with one of our very own special online American guests, Jade Hollis, who is sales director for the company Nexus Alpha USA and based in Tampa, Florida. Now, Jade has throughout her career journey had a variety of jobs and roles from construction, renewable energy, designing bespoke wedding stationery to having several years off to raise her two gorgeous children. Now, we're going to hear about what Jade has created during her time in the pandemic and what got her inspired to do so. Instead of seeing the lockdown as a problem, Jade saw it as an opportunity and I'm in full support of her, and I can only reiterate that we were made for this. Women starting invaluable resources and businesses in lockdown. Despite the economic gloom, many females are seeing opportunities during the pandemic to inspire, create, innovate, and empower others. And Jade is just one of those amazing women who inspire and are leading through the pandemic. You are listening to Kick-Ass Radio Show, Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, the glow-getter. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour, and a huge shout-out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. May you stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. 
And this might also be a good time to put it out there that today's radio show may and does contain some adult language. Let's get into it. Hello, Jade, and welcome to Kick-Ass Radio. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So how are we over in Tampa, Florida this morning? Yep, it's lovely over here. Always a, always sunny, so enjoying it over here in the heat. Yes. Uh, it's been a couple of years. I think 2018 and was the last time I was over in um, Florida. So it was right. around, it was, uh, it was, it was early July we were there. So, yes. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's a hot time of year. <laughs> it was very warm, I must say. So, um, Jade, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey and... Um, where you've where you've been and what you're doing so um my journey has been an interesting one it's definitely I've definitely followed a very different path to what I envisaged I would sort of follow as a, as a child um I did a fine arts degree in fine art um and that was my passion I loved art um I was always painting and drawing and uh, being creative and my dream was to either be an art teacher or just to be an artist um, but I graduated in a recession in 2008 um, and I think one of my final lectures was how to sign on to get benefits <laughs> <laughs> and I was just I was shocked I was like oh god this this doesn't sound like what I'd what I'd envisaged um, so I I applied for job after job after job and not even no one would even get back to me. I, I wouldn't even get a rejection letter. It was just silence um, and it was very disheartening. Uh, so I basically offered myself up for free and worked for a PR company for a very short period of time, just a few weeks. Um, didn't get paid for it. And I was so excited because I thought, oh, I'll definitely get a job here if I'm if I'm offering myself for free. And um, I went along and they sent us up to a room and the whole room was full of students that weren't getting paid. Oh. So I was just like, wow, this is this is it's difficult times. Um, you know, if there's that many of us up here offering our services for free. Um, I'm, I'm never going to get this job. So I ended up pretty much saying that this, this isn't for me. I did a week there and got some experience and then. And then thought I really need to concentrate on finding a proper job. So I kind of stopped being so narrow minded and, and looking for the sort of artsy side. And um, my dad worked for a construction company and he said, well, why, you know, we've got an opening for a, a PR officer. You could come and, you know, have a look. So I, I went, I applied for it and I got an interview um, and I started working for a construction company. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Um, but it was great. I, I got a lot of experience. Um, it was the, the men were very friendly, uh, really helped me out. Um, and actually, I had a huge problem with my, my boss there, who was, was a female. Um, and she was, she was awful to work for. And she used to make the two other girls that I worked with cry on a regular basis. Oh, and I was ooh. like, this is this is, gosh, I didn't think it would be this way around. You know, I thought working in a construction company, I'd find it harder 
maybe being with the men but that's right role reversal exactly yes yeah but it was actually really difficult with with one of the women there um so I I tried to sort it out but nothing ever happened so um I was would come home miserable every evening and my husband said well why didn't you apply for another job and I was like well I hadn't thought of that (laughs) you kind of think well you're in a job that's what you should do so I had a look around and um, I spent a few years at this company. Um, I had a look around and I couldn't find anything. And then my husband said, well, what about this position? And it was for a sale, like a business development manager. And I was like, well, I, I'm not qualified to do that. Because, uh, you know, I think women quite often downplay themselves, don't they? All and the um, it was, yeah, exactly. And it was for a business development manager for a renewables company. And I said, oh, there's no way I could do that. You know, I haven't got the skill set. I don't know anything about it. And he said, just try, just try it. And so I did just because he pushed me and I got the job. And it was it was a huge pay rise and a title change. And I got a company car and it was it was incredible. I was like, what? (laughs) These jobs are out there? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, that was really easy. Um, I, and I think, you know, they were, the guy who employed me was quite excited to have a female on board because I was the first female to come and work for the company that wasn't in a secretarial role. Mm. Um, and it was, I think we were both just as excited as each other because he was really looking forward to having somebody who had a different approach, I think, and uh, a different way of doing things. Um, so in that job, uh, I it was all renewable, solar panels, solar thermal, and I had to go to clients' houses or clients' businesses and measure up and um, tell them what systems they could have. I'd design the systems in computer software um, and go to networking events and yeah, it was, it was great. I felt, I felt really empowered. Mm. Um, and I absolutely loved it. But then I think it was not long after only about eight months later, um, my husband got approached by a rival construction company to the one I was working to originally, um, asking him if he'd be interested in a role with them to do business development. And my husband already had a great job and was like, no, I'm not interested. But I know someone who might be. And he passed me over the details and I was like, well, I haven't, you know, I haven't been with this company for long. And he was like, yeah, but you know what? I think you're doing a great job and this would be another step up for you. So I was like, well, okay, I'll I'll go for the interview and I'll just see what happens. And I went along to the interview and um, they loved me and offered me an even bigger pay rise. And I was working for a huge company, multi sort of national company uh, in construction again. And it was fantastic. They really looked after me there and offered me some great opportunities. Um, I became a member of their junior board that they'd set up. Um, And it was it it was fantastic. And they actually had a woman director for this company, too. Uh, So I think they really had a strong ethos for um, looking after women and trying to get women in higher roles, which I, I really admired. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so Southern Construction, I was there for several years um, and really loved it and had to unfortunately stop because I, um, I, had, I had children. <laughs> as, so we do. I, as we do, yeah. Which, um, so I, I was sad to sort of walk away, but 
I was very passionate about looking after my children and, and spending the first few years uh, with them. So um, I set up my own company doing uh, wedding stationery, bespoke wedding stationery, uh, because I like to have a challenge. I, you know, I love looking after my kids, but I also really love sort of doing business and uh, and making things. So it kind of combined the experience I had in business along with my creative outlet from from university. So. Yes, I I really enjoyed doing that. Um, And at that point, me and my husband were, I was actually born in Florida. So my parents are British. Mm -hmm. Uh, I took him there on holiday and he fell in love with it and was like, I want to move there. (laughs) So (laughs) one day we were both sort of like, well, you know, let's change our lives. And we literally sold everything. We sold the entire contents of our house. We sold our house. My husband was in a great job. He was a managing director for an insulation company at the time. Uh, he quit his job and we literally used the money with everything that we sold to just move to Florida. Florida. And we didn't have a job to go to, neither of us. We had a small child, a two-year-old child. And um, yeah, we just took the gamble and um, it was crazy. And, and, and my husband went from managing director to a sales rep overnight um, and he found a job working for a concrete company um, and I just stayed at home with my son. Um, we we moved around a bit until we found some better jobs and um, eventually my husband worked for the company that I work for now, Nexus Alpha USA, mm-hmm. and um, he needed some extra support so he took me on as well um, and now we kind of work in the transportation sector uh, doing railway signage, um, and signage for buses uh but we've also sort of become a reseller of of products so we resell a whole variety of of products from um augmented reality to uh to traffic uh signage (laughs) so it's a it's a very varied role now um but yes again still very male dominated so i keep ending up in these male dominated sort of little sectors which is which is interesting it is and like you know that's a that's a great diverse array of roles that you've accomplished over your career and it's obvious that you've worked hard at developing a broad range of business skills and particularly you know dabbling in that creative side where you you've done your study but you didn't actually actually pursue actively pursue that um yes look where, look where you've ended up like that's you know that's a great achievement Jade on what yeah you, what you've accomplished over those years and in regards to our family lives I think we all take that opportunity at some stage where we do the upheaval we we relocate our whole families I know my husband and I and our family we uh, were on the move every uh, 12 months 14 months for a period of years there with his um, role in his um, he has an earth moving company and he was relocating having to relocate to a home a new base station uh, just over every 12 months so we had two young children at the time and I was doing that and we did that and um, we've ended up here in central Queensland where we've been for the last 20 plus years but oh, yeah, I, think, I think we all kind of have go through that little gypsy stage where we think no nope, that's it yes. let's just let's just do it and we we're out of there but exactly um, and and they're all great learning experiences and it's great to you know see see life from a, a different a different scenery 
Oh, it really is. And I think it's really helped me to realize uh, what it is that I want from life and uh, what makes me happy and what makes my family happy. I think having all these varied experiences from from good experiences to bad experiences, it's really allowed me to become in tune with my life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and and they are. And we need we need um, the combination of both good experiences and bad experiences to learn in our lives. So we were we yeah. were just talking, um, you know, you were talking about working through um, the male-dominated industries. Um, how have you championed your way through that? Like, were there any particular challenges you experienced in any, any of those roles that actually um, gave you a bit more of a guiding light? And yes, I, you know, it was difficult at times. Um, I especially, I mean, I was young as well when I first started. Um, I was you know, I was early 20, oh, yeah, early 20s. Yeah, 20s yeah. And uh, you feel, you know, you feel like an adult at that age, but, you know, you look back and you see, you're just, you're still a kid, really. And I I just yeah, threw yeah, myself. You're still a kid and, you, and yeah. you're a young parent, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, I, I just threw myself into the deep end. Yeah. You know, my most of the roles that I've gone through was to sort of be the face of the company, sort of sales and marketing roles. And I, you know, I would have to be client facing. I would have to be, uh, go to networking events. And I'd also have to go on sites a lot of the time, like construction sites. Um, and it, you know, it was really difficult because I was so nervous. Um, I, I remember very vividly my first experience of going on a networking event and I opened the doors early one morning and walked into the room and it was full of men in suits and there I was with my little dress and my handbag and my high heels uh I felt like Bambi my legs sort of <laughs> buckled underneath me and I walked in and I was so aware of every movement I made and it, oh gosh it, I felt like everyone was watching me although they probably weren't you know it was just one of those I just said intimidation um, um first look at like yeah what it, am I doing yeah. here I don't belong here exactly and I thought oh you know you get that imposter syndrome don't you all oh, they're gonna you know they're gonna find me out and I'm like yes. what, find me out for what you know I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, doing a job here and uh, I walked in and, and, you know, I had a great mentor, actually, in my first role. Um, and he basically said to me, don't be nervous. Use the butterflies in your stomach as your advantage. Mm -hmm. So instead of being nervous, use them as the energy that fuels you to speak to people and, uh, and sort of draw people towards you with that. And he said, you have one mouth and two ears. You have one mouth for a reason because, and two ears, so you can listen more. Mm. And I'd never thought of it like that. I always thought like you had to just chat, 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 and, you know, fill the time with chatting. And he said, don't just listen. He said, don't be afraid of the, the silences. Uh, just be comfortable, you know, surround yourself with it. Be comfortable with in. it. If there's a pause, there's a mm. pause. And just sit back, relax, take a deep breath and listen. So I did and I, I listened and, and it was the best advice I've ever had. And it, it allowed me to get to know people very well on the circuit. And in the construction industry, I ended up um, being quite well known because 
I think I would I would listen so much to people. I would remember all this information on them. And the next time I saw them at events, I'd say, oh, how was the golf tournament? Or, mm. oh, have you moved house yet? And I'd remember all the personal bits that actually meant something to these people. And I think that kind of gave me an edge over some of the men in the industry that were in the same role as me, um, because I kind of made it more personal and it wasn't just about business. Um, so that really... Uh, you know, it, it empowered me to turn something negative into something really positive. Um, you know, there were big challenges to, um, you know, I'd go on site often and there would be men on site and they would do their usual. They would, you know, jeer and wolf whistle. And I did find that uncomfortable to start with. And, you know, I'd, I'd go home at night and be like, oh, I've i got to think of some clever response to say to them next time. And I never would. I'd never say anything. And and after a while, I'd just get used to it and be like, do you know what? It's a compliment. Smart, just smile. And that's all I would do in the end. I'd just smile and walk on and just treat it as a compliment and be comfortable with that. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes as women, we overthink these things. And it's just like, well, as long as people aren't being mean to you, you know, just just accept it as a compliment. So, yeah, <laughs> it is. And and that comes back to, you know, response versus react. So, yes, it's it's better to um, to to conduct your, yourself in that manner rather than to react to it. Um, definitely, definitely. Oh, well, that's it. And I think you you kind of, in, in just smiling, it, that's, it, it just makes them, they can't do anything back really. No, <laughs> that's all right. And um, that's right, like the glass ceiling stands defiant still and resolute across much of our workplaces, both here in the USA and further abroad. And it's still confronting many women who dare to achieve and all too often it's all unseen and unacknowledged um, to progress. You know, the ceilings aren't even cracked in some areas. But, Definitely. you know, you've br- brilliantly captured the, your fears and failures and um, gone on to successfully challenge the status quo. So congratulations there. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Um, I, I think women sometimes are their own worst enemies. Um, I honestly, yeah, if it hadn't been for my husband sort of championing me, I I probably would still be in that PR role uh, because, I, you know, we don't, sometimes we just don't go for things, go for opportunities because we think we're not good enough or we don't know how to do it. And sometimes you just got to, you know, bite the bullet and go. And, and do it and what's the worst that's going to happen at the end of the day you don't get a job you don't you know if you've got to try these things that's right and as you said what's the worst could happen it could the answer could be no or you know mm-hmm. you don't get that job but you 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 take a step back and you go and do it all again and who's to say yes. that you don't take three steps forward on the next attempt the opportunities exactly. are out there and the possibilities are limitless definitely so, Now that we're coming back to um, us all traversing this um, life as we know it now with the pandemic, talk us through your experience with the pandemic and how you came about with the inspiration to create this amazing group you have now, as in Women in Transportation Together. Well, I, um, yeah, I I basically had a break from having children, uh, you know, roughly five or six years in which I did sort of dabble a bit in my own business but nothing too too much um 
And I started this new role in Florida um, for Nexus Alpha USA. And I was so excited, you know, getting back into work again. Um, I enrolled the kids in school. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like I was starting to, you know, have a bit of my own time back again. Um, so I really threw myself into it. But, you know, three months into it, or two months into it, even coronavirus hit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was at home with two kids and a job. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do here? Um, but, you know, I was very lucky that my work was incredibly flexible. Uh, they understood the situation and um, allowed us to do flexi time. Uh, they weren't strict on, on the hours as long as we got the work done. So, you know, that really helped. Um, but amongst that, we found, obviously, as many businesses did out there, everything slowed down to a very slow pace. Uh, It was difficult to get new clients. Uh, We couldn't go out and meet people anymore. And it it just everything seemed to come to a bit of a halt. Uh, I felt sorry for all the women out there. I thought that I can't be the only one in this situation. Um, I'm very lucky that I have such flexible hours. I'm sure there's women out there that that aren't have got the same story as me, but don't have that flexibility. And it made me worry and wonder about uh, how people were going to cope with that. So I decided to set up uh, Women in Transportation as a support network to, you know, reach out to women, uh, see how they were getting on, especially because the women in the male dominated society, I know, would have the issue of having children, but expected to have the same level of work commitment as their male counterparts. Mm. Um, so I set it up, uh, cause I thought, well, if we can support each other, then at least maybe that could help a bit. Um, and, and also, you know, I, I used to be part of a women in construction group back in the day when I was in construction and it was just such a great, uh, a place to be. And we, you know, we involved men as well, but it, I think it just helped women feel confident in the industry. Uh, so, yeah, we set it up and we wanted to showcase as many women as we possibly could to try and promote them, try and make them feel confident um, and to try and get them to network with other women who were in similar roles. And also to try and encourage younger people who were looking mm-hmm. for careers um, to consider the transportation sector, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's publicized enough. I, you know, I never even. I've, of course, I'd heard of it, but I never had it in career fairs or no one ever sort of said, why don't you try this sector? Um, so, you know, I thought it was an important thing to try and start doing and try and encourage women to to get up in, in this industry. Because if we, if more women don't join the industry, then it's never going to change. Um, and exactly, and I think, exactly right. Yeah, no true exactly. statement could be said. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, we can't sit here and blame it on the employers if we're not going out there and, and going to the interviews. <laughs> so and I, and I knew from firsthand experience from what I'd said, what I've explained to you earlier, that I, I didn't feel like I could put myself in those positions. And it, it wasn't until somebody, you know, my husband said, you know, just go for it, that I did it. So I knew there'd be more women out there that would be feeling the same as me. So I just wanted to encourage people to just go and get it. <laughs> yes, that's, and that's right. The inspiration that you um, that you got to find your own feet 
and do this. Um, it's a fantastic resource and network that will definitely inspire and dispel any self-doubt and more importantly, motivate um, normal everyday women from all ages and walks of life to take control of their careers and their working futures. And it's, a you know, in particular in these times, it's a good time to do a reflection and say, well, you know, am I happy where I am doing what I'm doing in my current job or role? You know, maybe it is time for a change. So having these these, um, groups like Women in Transportation Together, like Kick-Ass Women, they're great outlets to to converse, to share your experiences, to ask for advice, to listen firsthand to other women that are working in these industries and um, gain their perspectives and Talk to as many women as as you can find because the more variety that you get, you know, you might have your mindset on something that you've you've selected that you thought you might pursue, but then after you're talking to someone and finding out what their role entails, the conditions they work in, or what they have to do, you might think, oh no, that's not for me. So you go and you go and find something else. And it's, you know, it's not a, they're not groups built on War of the Roses. They're more so for finding out what truly floats your boat and ultimately what makes you happy. After all, that's what life's about, isn't it? It is, yeah. And and we're a completely free resource. You know, anyone can uh, promote themselves, Mm -hmm. their business, uh, whatever on our, on our site. And, you know, we have some great connections. So if people just are looking for those connections, we can, point them in the right direction uh, and and hopefully help them out uh, with finding, you know, something different. All right, then, Jade, we're just going to take a little 30-second break and listen to one of our show's sponsors and we'll be back to um, chat again shortly. Won't be long. Hey, Glowgetters. Have you heard about Kick-Ass Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kickass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kickass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, glow getters. Thanks for tuning back in, where we are chatting to Jade Hollis of Women in Transportation Together. So, Jade, who has been your biggest supporter? And I know we we talked we just talked about um, your mentor before, but um, any other big supporters or role models over the course of your career? Yes, definitely, plenty of them. And uh, you know, I know we talked about this uh, before in another conversation. Um, they are such important people. You need to really grab hold of them and. And, and hang on to them because the more people that you can get to support you through through your journey, the, the better. And, and they love it too. That's the other thing. It's um, uh, I think my biggest supporter is probably my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he really, I would not be where I am today in, in my career sector without him pushing me uh, to do, you know, to try. And, you know, and he always tells me, well, it, it wasn't me, you know, you, you got the job and <laughs> definitely, but I, I just, I would have just stayed in the same role probably and, and sort of festered. So, you know, he has been great for giving me that confidence and, and moving me forwards and, and making me have a higher opinion of myself, I guess, mm-hmm. because I, I think that's so many women's problem is that they just sort of, 
a, a wallflowers or kind of think, well, I'm good at what I do, so I'll stick to this. Mm. And they don't challenge themselves often. That's so he, he's yeah. been a great inspiration to me. And um, he it, he's sort of done it himself as well. He's um, moved around until he's been comfortable and gotten into exactly the position he's wanted to be. And so I've just sort of followed in his footsteps. Um, and, you know, anything's possible. You just have to, you want to change your life, change your life. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but okay, we bounce back and, you know, change it until it does work. Um, and, it's right. keep... and it's about stepping out of your comfort zone. You really it, it need to, to take that step and try it. And as we said before, if it doesn't work, fine. You know, we learn, exactly. by, we learn by failure. So definitely have to take a step back, that's fine because you'll end up taking a couple of steps forward. And you will. Uh, yeah, like external mentors are great and they're great to use as sounding boards for your ideas and strategies. Exactly. They, you know, they come through with a fresh perspective and they won't get caught up in all the details. Like, you know, we're all prone to our limiting self-beliefs. And also internal mentors, you know, preferably um, from maybe uh, not the department that you work in at at your company, but from another department, they're also a great resource as they can promote you and your work within that company and across the organisation. So that helps you get more visibility and it gives you, you know, builds confidence in yourself again. So having mentors and role models is so important for it really is. your development and growth in your career and in your in your self-confidence so yes, yeah it, it really is big big champions of you know finding a, a mentor and a supporter or a sponsor definitely in your career exactly yep it's key it really is it will help you um to get over obstacles that that you can't get over yourself because they'll you. see it from fresh mm. perspectives it's great all right. So what do you think um, are the top three things organisations can do to be more inclusive for females? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think there's there's a few things, certainly. Um, I think hiring women in high in higher roles mm. is, a, is a big one. And I still see it in so many corporations today. It's getting better, uh, but it's still very male heavy when you get to mm. board level. Um, in a lot of these big organizations. Um, Now, again, though, I'm going to say this, repeat myself and say, I think some of it, some, I think women, some women are to blame for not Mm -hmm. putting themselves out there again. Uh, Because obviously, if the person who's looking for a director in his company hasn't got a woman to interview, then she's not going to get the role. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be done from both organization and from women just boosting their confidence and pushing themselves. Um, but yeah, I would really like to see some more women in higher roles and, and not just like a token woman as well. Not mm. just like, oh, we have a female director mm. or oh, we have not one female on our board. Mm. You know, I'd like to see some male dominated boards out there. That would be fantastic. Um, where there's like, oh, we have a male director. That, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be nice to see that and and it's I can definitely see it sort of growing through gradually uh but yes I, I would like to see a bit more of that so that's that's the first one um I think not mixing professional life with uh with personal life is a big yeah. one uh sort of you know I think you do get a lot of judgment um 
by the maternity leave and being pregnant. Uh, I know when I was in construction, I, you know, I was treated very differently when I was pregnant. Um, the men treated me very differently. And obviously for safety reasons, I wasn't allowed on site. But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, uh, okay, well, you're not, you cut some people were a bit like, well, you, you can't do your job properly. And I was like, well, <laughs> I think you're fine. I can. I'm exactly yeah. the same person that I was six months ago. Just carrying, um, so I think, carrying more weight. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know, I just wish uh, more companies would sort of not mix the whole professional mm. and personal life. I think um, keep those two things separate unless there's a, a reason to. Um, that's one of them. I think a lot of companies are still quite old fashioned in that regard. Um, and then sort of uh, fair pay as well. Um, mm. I still see even uh, I know one of the companies I worked for, they they promoted uh, a woman who had been there for years and years and years doing a fantastic job. They promoted her to director, um, but they didn't give her a pay rise with it. And <laughs> she was on half the pay of all the other directors in the company. And I just found that disgusting. And I thought she was really pleased. And I, I thought that was great, but it shouldn't be like that. It really shouldn't be like that. She shouldn't be grateful just because they put her up to that level. It should be the full package. I just, it made me really angry that did. Um, And, you know, part of me thought, oh, I think I'd have to, I'd have to reject it just on principle. And really you know, like and that's and that's a real thing because there is scientific or well, there's research out there, and I only talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, that that there's a data right that it's John versus Jenny, and um, researchers put up two exact same CVs or resumes um, of technically trained um, male and a female, and John got the job over Jenny but the the resumes were exactly the same mm-hmm. and then they offered Jenny uh the same job but they only offered her half the pay but they yeah it's you know it's terrible it's, it something it needs is. to be done for that it's it's and it's, a, it's a biased a gendered bias that we've you know we've grown up with it's still in the world today but it's um I think women find themselves in an impossible dilemma you know if they if they do not behave assertively they can't demonstrate leadership competence that's the that's the perception but if they do behave assertively then they're considered less you know promotable because they're too out there exactly um, I truly believe that if change is going to happen then it's not about positioning issues around the gender and workplace Mm -hmm. practices it's um, because they're exclusively, you know, they're not an exclusive women's issue. The overarching recommendation is that what's good for implementing changes around getting more women into the industries, it's an overall good decision for all employees, you know, equality. It is. That's what we want, yeah. Exactly. That's it. And there, there wouldn't be this constant sort of battling going on to try and fight for it if it was Mm. um and you know uh, the trucking industry is definitely sort of getting up there with with sort of that fair pay um because they pay i think by the mile by the hour so it doesn't matter what gender you are it doesn't matter what you are 
you get paid the same across the board. And I I think that more businesses should take a leaf out of their book and, mm. and work that way. <laughs> Most really definitely, do. yeah. And I know in my industry, um, in 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 the rail here in um, Queensland, like we're on all equal pay. We all get paid the the exact same amount. So it's well, that's great, great to hear it as is, well. Yes, in in our um, local um, sector here. So that is a that's a win for us. So that's great. That's great. I think transportation is certainly up there with pay parity, and mm. it's. Um, you know, I think it's starting to, it, this is why, you know, trying to promote it is a great uh, sector to, to join uh, for, for people leaving uh, university or school or, or whatever. I think uh, there's some great money to be earned, some great experiences oh. and great opportunities for all ages, for all uh, genders. It's it's fantastic. And that's, and that's exactly right. It, there's lots of opportunity out there and uh, lots of you know, lots of opportunity to secure a financial future, especially for the younger ones. Um, it's, Definitely. It's, it's a great mm-hmm. industry to be involved in. So how can our listeners connect with you, Jade? So um, currently we're just on Instagram uh, and we're wit underscore int or women in transportation together. Um, we are, we've just set up a Facebook page, but there's nothing really on it at the moment. But I, I think you could still find us if you wanted yep. to. Um, and then we're looking at setting up a LinkedIn page soon, uh, probably an email address um, and a and a website. But that's uh, going to be in the next couple of months. So, uh, yeah, in, in the meantime, we're on Instagram and Facebook. So come and find us. Excellent. Well, it's been great to um, have a catch up, Jade. And always another inspiring and invaluable conversation we've had today. We wish you all the best for the growth, development and inspiration for women in transportation together. And we will put all your links up um, in the show notes after the show. Thank you. And we say thank you. Take care and stay safe. And we'll look forward to having another chat to you later in the year, Jade. Thank you for your time, Joe. All right. Hey, Glow Getters. Did you know that Joe Sainsbury is a published author for her book, High Heels to High Viz? and has been named an Amazon number one bestseller. Telling the story about Joe's transition from the corporate sector into industry, High Heels to High Viz acts as a guide for women who are considering a non-traditional role and career. High Heels to High Viz is available for purchase online at all leading bookstores, including Amazon, Dimex, Waterstones and eBay. Well, that's it, guys. I do hope you enjoyed our show and our guest, Jade Hollis, from Women in Transportation Together. A very big special thank you again to Jade for sharing so much invaluable information. And I hope you've all found it uh, inspiring and that it gives you something to ponder and think about over the weekend. Why should we work to create equal opportunity for women in all industries? Research shows having more women on teams and in leadership position leads to more innovation, higher return on investments, and better problem solving and increased mentorship and sponsorship opportunities for one and all. It's all about awareness. Awareness that being diverse as a business drives innovation and growth. And I have never been the one to be a loud feminist, but I have always always found myself in situations where I am in a minority, having worked in a number of male-dominated industries, secretly, I don't mind it, 
And I understand that females bring another perspective to the table. And thankfully, at a number of these companies nowadays, most of the males think this way too. Businesses need to keep talking about it. Society needs to keep talking about it. Social media has been incredible when it comes to strong, dominant females owning a lot of the conversation across topics and issues like these. It has provided great platforms for anyone, male or female, short, tall, black, white, to have a voice. I think that this next generation will be fine and we will start to see the divide go. Women are stronger together. Find a network of women who support your goals, just like women in transportation together and kick-ass women. We believe in a future where gender equality in the workplace is no longer a topic among leadership teams and HR departments. Together, we must all take action by inspiring conversations, professional development and culture change. We have the opportunity to create a springboard for all women to reach higher. As always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to the radio show. You can find more information on this episode and Jade and Women in Transportation together in the show notes or on my social media pages. Visit the website, www.kickasswomen.com.au. Be sure to tune in again next week where we're going to have a chat with Michelle Bowditch of Door 20A. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent directly to you. Well, that's all for today's show. Thanks for your company and for listening to Kick-Ass Radio. It's not goodbye, but see you later. Stay safe and well. Keep in touch. Poscoms always. Go on, get your glow on. Become a glow getter. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.